Our Old Testament lesson comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8 and 11. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sew, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. He has made everything suitable for its time. Moreover, he has put a sense of past and future into their minds. Yet they cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our New Testament lesson comes from James chapter, thir uh, chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. Hear now the word of the Lord. Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a town and spend a year there, doing business and making money. Yet, you do not even know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wishes, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Anyone, then, who knows the right thing to do and fails to do it commits sin. This is the word of God for us, the people of God, and together we say, thanks be to God. I, I think the choir might be curious as to something that I've hidden up here, <laughs> if, you, if you saw. Uh, I'll break these out now. Got some stuff for us today. <laughs> Ping pong balls, as it were. Um, Set this here. So uh, every so often, the uh, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics puts out a survey called the American Time Use Survey. And this is a survey that essentially breaks down into very fine categories how the average American spends each hour of the day. Fascinating study. Uh, the most recent one was done in 2021, so things have, might be a little bit different now that we're coming uh, kind of to the end of 2022, which is wild to think about. Um, but I want to actually demonstrate their findings for you in a very tangible way. And so uh, one ping pong ball is representative of one hour. And we're going to be looking at how many hours we spend doing certain things in a week. I was going to do each ping pong ball represents a minute, and we were going to look at uh, how, many, how we spend each minute of a year, because rent had inspired me. 525,600 minutes. <laughs> but that's a lot of ping pong balls. Uh, <laughs> so we're, not gonna, we're just going to look at hours in a week. Uh, the average... <laughs> I almost said the average week. That, that doesn't make any sense. Every single week has the exact same number of hours in it. 168 hours, to be precise. There are 168 hours in a week. Uh, 
Uh, we, as uh, the average American, I guess I should say, spends roughly nine hours of that week, uh, of, the, of each day, sleeping, which is a total of 63 hours. <laughs> I saw a couple people shaking their head like, nine hours? I know, I, I, was, I was pretty shocked by that too. That's just what the survey found out. So, you know, for those of you who are out there getting like seven or six or five hours a night, I guess there's another person out there who's getting like 15 hours of sleep. I don't know, I don't know how this works, but the, the Bureau found uh, on average 63 hours of our week are spent sleeping. So again, this might not necessarily apply to you, but this is how we're going to be pointing it out. 63 hours of, of our 168 hour week spent asleep. That leaves us 105 hours left in the day. Uh, next, we're going to be looking at uh, how, well, I guess I should ask, what do you think is the next substantial amount of time that we use our hours on? Work, yeah. Work and or school, uh, if you're in school. Our pink balls today will be our work time. Uh, on average, 47 hours of our week. And I know some of you are like, I only have a 40 hour work week. Yeah, we take that work home with us. Yeah, it's not always the pure 40 hour work week, right? There's, there's always a little bit more. The average American, 47 hours of their week spent working. Uh, after that, we have our lime green balls. And this one, uh, this is a conglomerate of a couple of different things, but they average out to uh, one category. Can anybody guess what the next amount of thing is? What's that? Relaxation. Relaxation. To an extent. Leisure. Leisure. To, to an extent. This is a very specific type, though. And it's, what's that? Eating. Not eating, believe it or not. Screen time. Yes. 21 hours of the average American's week is spent in front of a screen. And this is non-work related screens. Watching TV, scrolling through social media, uh, the, the advent of social media certainly has bumped this up, but 21 hours of our week spent in front of a screen. And the reason why I separate this from actual leisure time is because it's not leisurely for your brain. <laughs> it's not. It's uh, horrible for your brain. Uh, don't get me wrong, I participate. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, go figure. Then we get into 11 hours of our week spent doing household activities, chores, uh, laundry, dishes, cooking, cl uh, cleaning, yard work. Again, this is the average person, 11 hours. From there, we have the, uh, oh, there it is. Ooh, that's interesting. Another 10 hours used of, this is actual leisure time. Uh, but not just leisure time, extracurricular time. Uh, so this might be, uh, you know, for people who are in school, maybe this is like participating in a sport or club or something like that. Uh, for others, this is like reading a book, something like that. 10 hours of our week in uh, actual leisure time, non-screen related leisure time. 10 hours. Our next 10 hours, believe it or not, eating average. 
Some people eat faster than others. Some people have less, fewer meals. Other people, like myself, have many more meals in the day. Uh, and some people, you know, eat while they work, stuff like that. On average, 10 hours a week eating. Then, four hours. <laughs> red ball back here. Five hours of our week spent uh, doing miscellaneous things. Uh, this is anything from like our like uh, morning routine to driving, time spent in a car, uh, miscellaneous activities that we can't really quantify anywhere else. About five hours of our week spent doing that sort of stuff. There's one hour left. And this is the average American, remember, not everybody, but one hour left spent on religious or volunteer-based activities. Now sure, some people have a little bit more time than that uh, they use, but there's your week in front of you. Let's look at this in a different light. Sleep. Work and school. Well, that's not good. <laughs> Yikes. Sticky screen time. Hmm. I'm going to remember what this one was. Oh, yeah. Household activities, chores related, stuff like that. Actual leisure time. Eating. Miscellaneous. Religious, volunteer based. What does your week look like? What do you see the most of here? Yeah. Work and sleep, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna leave this up here for us for today uh, as just the realization of what we're talking about as we're talking about time. Time as a resource, time as something that is given to us, yet we choose how we use it. Uh, our Old Testament lesson, Ecclesiastes, uh, made famous by the birds, uh, <laughs> reminds us that life is seasonal, a time for everything, every purpose under heaven. And each season presents different priorities. Different things in our lives end up becoming different priorities. This representation isn't easy because people have different priorities and choose to spend their time in different ways. Remember, this is just average. Uh, but at each point in our lives, each season of our lives, we have different priorities. For instance, when you're born, your priority is eat and sleep and other bodily functions. Pretty basic. Would love to be able to go back to those days. When you're in childhood, your priorities shift. And there's a lot more of wanting those uh, light purple colored balls, wanting that fun. 
and maybe some of those green colored balls screen time as well. But our priorities shift. We want to enjoy life. When we get into adolescence, things shift again, and uh, they become a little bit more about uh, interpersonal relationships, and the way that we spend our time in adolescence is more about connecting with our peers, connecting with people uh, who are similar to us. Eventually, we get into young adulthood, and of course, you know, up until this point, our school has definitely been dominating a large part of our lives, but that's involuntary for many. Uh, we then, in young adulthood, start to prioritize things like work, um, and there's still a little bit of those relationships there, but work starts to become more of a priority, uh, particularly as uh, in young adulthood you see how expensive it is to be alive. Uh, then we get into older adulthood, and our priorities shift again, but they're a little bit more family-oriented now than anything else, at least unless you're in a Hallmark movie, and in which case your priorities are work until you go through some kind of horrible change in your life to realize that your priorities should be family. And by the time we hit retirement age, our priorities have shifted again, and the way that we spend our time is uh, contingent on these seasons. Yet, in each of these seasons, there remains a constant. And here's where I give that very cheesy pastoral answer. God. There remains a constant God. So now, I want to ask a silly question. How much time do you think God spends on us? And this is a silly question because God is transcendent beyond time. So even placing God in time anthropomorphizes God to an extent that's just unhealthy for our faith. But let's just consider for a moment. How much time do you think God spends on humanity? 24 hours a day, seven days a week, basically working the Waffle House schedule. Yeah, definitely. I would imagine so. Yeah, maybe even, maybe even 25 hours out of the day because it's God and that's what God does, right? Uh, all of time, God prioritizes on humanity. Now, how much of our time is spent on God? The average American, it's one hour. Uh, and that's, the, that's uh, assuming, you know, Christianity being uh, the dominant aspect of that. Uh, really, the way things are trending, it's not actually even focused on God as much as it is, as it is volunteering, stuff like that. But still, yeah, one hour, God's putting in 25, we're putting in one. Uh, well, excuse me, God, God's putting in 168 hours a week, we're putting in one hour a week, not a day. Uh, why is that? Why is that the reality for us? Why is there no equal reciprocity? Yeah, sure, God's God and God can choose what to do with God's time, you know, whatever. We can't, we don't really have that same luxury. We have to sleep, we have to eat. We kind of have to do the whole thing that life demands us do. Yeah. Absolutely. And I am not saying that we even need to abandon our schedules and devote ourselves to endless ministry. Unless you're feeling called to that, in which case, please let me know because I need to add your name to our charge conference paperwork before this Tuesday. What I am saying, though, is that our priorities may need to shift in the way we use our time. For example, 21 hours a week in front of a screen do I really need to be doing that? Depends on what time of day it is. The later it gets, the more I'm saying yes. You see, 
on average, we spend one hour per week doing a religious activity or volunteering activity. And typically, this is going to church. Now, if you know me well enough, you know that I'm not about to sit here and say that you need to spend more time at church. In fact, one hour is plenty. I'm not going to tell you you need to be spending more time at church. So why then does it matter how much time we spend doing religious activities? I mean, I'll ask you to consider for a moment, again, this is not just coming to church. Uh, anybody want to point out for us the points in scripture where uh, we're told go to church? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. How often, however, does scripture tell us what God actually wants from us? Hint, hint, it's not going to church. I'm very fine with church. You know, obviously I'd be out of a job without church. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for you all to be here and for us to fellowship together and do all the stuff and for me to talk for a really long time because I enjoy the attention. But that's not what this whole time exercise is about, finding more time to go to church. I, I would even argue it's not even about finding more time to spend in prayer or stuff like that. What does the Lord require of you? Yes. Matthew chapter 22, verses 35 through 40. What do the commandments say to you there? The first, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Or... You know, my personal favorite, since I'm a, kind of the author there, Micah 6.8. Seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. Amos chapter 6. Let justice roll down like rivers and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. 1 John chapter 1. Love. This is the new commandment I give to you, to love one another as I have loved you. So... How much of our time is, during the week is spent doing the good that we are called to do? And I don't mean attending church, believe it or not. But doing the good that we are called to do. I must admit, that uh, chunk of time pales in comparison to my screen time. Pales in comparison to the amount of time I spend eating. Yes, life is seasonal, but the time is always right to do good. In fact, James even tells us that failing to do what is right is sinful. And now, I'm typically cautious about this word sinful because of the way that it's been used to hurt people in the church world. But for something to be sinful, the understanding is that it's harmful to our relationships. Our relationship with God, our relationship with one another, our relationship with ourselves, or our relationship with our world. And to this end, I do agree with James, saying that we will put off doing something, doing what Christ has called us to do, because we'll have time at a later date, means that we have neglected the moment in which we could have made a difference. James here in chapter 4 is scolding people for saying, yes, we'll go here for about a year and spend time doing that, and uh, then, you know, we'll go off and do this. And James is saying, you don't understand how time works. Time is a gift, not a guarantee. 
Yes, we need sleep. Yes, we need to work or attend school. Yes, we need to eat. Yes, we need to have fun things in our lives. But can we honestly say that there's not a single hour in our day that we could use for what God has called us to do? Just one hour to do good. One hour to seek justice. One hour to love neighbor. I have a feeling that there is more than one of us here today who might not be able to find that one extra hour. Why? Because time is a limited resource with many unknown elements. There just aren't enough hours in the day, am I right? There just aren't enough hours in the day. And even when by some miracle there are enough hours in the day, something is going to happen that's going to take our free time from us. Additionally, I imagine that a good number of us here today have very full schedules. I'm trying not to use the word busy so much, but very full schedules. Uh, and those with kids, I imagine, experience this even more. Our very full schedules are a societal expectation. In fact, many people look down on those who have uh, too much free time. And it's not an unfair concern. Scripture, in fact, uh, cautions us against being idle, not being lazy. But there is just as much of a concern with filling our days with unnecessary things. And that's where I want you to really consider your own schedule. How much of your time each week is spent on unnecessary things? And I don't mean like, oh, we could give up some of our leisure and fun time. Fun is an important part of the human experience. Have fun in life. But my goodness, if there's not at least one hour out of every single day that we're spending doing something needless, doing something that would be best spent elsewhere. Time is a limited resource, and, and just like any limited resource, it should be used thoughtfully. 168 hours in a week. And, you know, counting that you might be an average American with nine hours of sleep, that's amazing, we'll leave 105 hours on the table. My challenge for each and every one of us today, myself more than anybody else, is that we devote our time to God. That time is a gift. And we have been called from the very beginning to be stewards of that which we have been given. It's not our own. It's not like we can purchase more time. We cannot create more time for ourselves. We have the time that we have. And there are many unknowns that are factored into that. When we come into the world, when we go out of the world, and everything in between. And so I want to take us back for a moment to our children's lesson. That we stop counting the hours like we do on the clock, one after another. And start counting them based on what is meaningful. What is worthwhile. What makes a difference. What is good. And let us do that for ourselves. Let us do that for one another. Let us do that for God. And let us pray.